when this funny Gleep gives me the stopwatch. Yeah, that's what George called him, a Gleep. And this, this crazy Gleep gave me this watch. <laughs> that's what George called him, a Gleep. Gleep. Don't you hate it when you get your parents catch you podcasting when you're a teenager? Yeah. <laughs> I go, you have to pull up your pants. Yeah, I only. Everyone knows you podcast with your pants down. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was very awkward. There was one time when I was a teenager because in order to get privacy, especially in my house when I have three siblings, you had to stand in the living room. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would have to stand in the living room. It's the only quiet place in the entire house, and the acoustics are perfect. You know, in the living room. So, uh, naturally, I set up in the living room, because I know no one's gonna bother me there, and I pull my pants down, and I hit record, uh, and I just start, you know, yammering on, jabbering on, as you do with a podcast. Yeah. Uh, no rhyme or reason, and didn't rhyme at all, there was no reason, and my mom got home, and I was like, okay, whatever, I'm in the basement living room. Yeah. She never comes down here. She's just gonna go upstairs like she always does. And, I don't know, do what moms do and make something in the kitchen and then just kind of... Cook and then watch Hallmark movies. (laughs) (laughs) And then whatever the uh, object um, permanence, she's just going to disappear as soon as that's done. Moms don't exist outside of making dinner. Yeah. So, I'm recording. I kind of hear her come in and I was like, you know, whatever. This has happened a million times before. No one's ever bothered me in the living room because it's the most private place in the entire house. Yeah, other than the Thanksgiving room. Right, but obviously... You can only enter that one on Thanksgiving. Right, so it is the most private room in the house because no one's allowed to go in there. Yeah. So obviously I didn't go into the Thanksgiving room. I just just, just don't want to be too literal because we would have been flooded with emails. Well, I'm like, about, oh, what, you don't have a Thanksgiving room? Thanksgiving room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I understand. Just to address that now. I understand why you were uh, making sure we're on the same page here. It is technically the second most private room in the house, the living room. Correct. After the Thanksgiving room, but everyone knows you don't go in the Thanksgiving room. So I'm not about to be sacrilegious just to record a podcast, you know? So my mom comes home. I don't think anything of it. It's happened a million times. And... uh I'm coming down to do laundry! She announces it for some reason. Right. And it's, I mean, it's the, when someone says that, it is the loudest thing you've ever heard. Yeah. Especially if you're recording a podcast. That's going to catch on the mic. And you're definitely, it's going to be even quieter because you're doing your ASMR podcast. Yeah. And so it's going to echo. I really have, like, the gain turned up on the microphone, you yeah. know, where I'm like, hey. Hey, 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 that's kind of what it was like when I was a teenager. You know, obviously you're worse at it when you're a teenager. Yeah. You just, you're inexperienced. Yeah, everybody <laughs> starts out just repeating a single word. Hey, 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 hey. You gotta start somewhere. Yeah, uh, there's a reason I deleted them. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't want anyone to see them anymore. Correct. Uh, especially my mom. That was, I mean, that's embarrassing. And I don't like reliving it. And I don't like the fact that we're talking about it. Okay, we can move past it. Uh, but I would like to finish. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she announces that she's coming down to do laundry. And I freak out, you yeah. know, I, I'm trying to pull my pants up, and I keep, I'm tripping over yeah, myself. Yeah, fall on the fart mic. Yeah, and I, I fall on the fart mic, and <laughs> it's, I mean, it was a whole skadoodle, or whatever, you know, whatever That's the what kids are it. saying yeah. these days. <laughs> something's bad? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I didn't have time, and she came downstairs, and she was staring directly at me, and I, I was like, 
Oh, <laughs> this is not what it looks like. Not my good. I was drop masturbating. Podcast <laughs> <laughs> to hide the shame of podcasting. You say, oh, "Mom, I was jerking off." Yeah, oh, that's what people do. And she goes, "I don't think that's what you were doing." <laughs> I said, "No, I swear to God. No, I swear to God, there better not be any podcasts in this house." <laughs> You know, this is a Christian household. We better not be podcasting down here. Before marriage. (laughs) You can't podcast before marriage. God's going to be mad. To bring us back to reality a bit, as I often marshal Mathers in. um, (laughs) You do do that, yeah. It's it's really, my whole life is really just a curse of having just too much charisma. Is that a problem? (laughs) Apparently, not really. It makes things really easy a lot of the time. (laughs) That's like, if you max out charisma in any role-playing game, it makes it easy. shit easy, nothing's (laughs) difficult, yeah. Yeah. Anything bad happens, you're like, how about no? I didn't do it. And then they're like, I guess, I guess how about no? (laughs) Of course. And my manager... For the job I'm starting on Monday, I said, don't forget to be clean-shaven Monday. And he said, don't remind me. With, like, a little angry emoji. And he said, it'll be worth it in the long run, a bunch of fucking laughing emojis. And I, then I shaved today with a little electric razor. Oh, I didn't yeah, notice. As one does. Yeah, my grandma's like, you look like a different person! Don't you hate that anytime you do anything yeah, different? Yeah. Someone's like, whoa! You cut off your arm and everybody's like, what happened? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, how about leave me alone? Uh, yeah, let me have my Britney moment. These are my choices. <laughs> and I said, hey, boss, is electric razor shaving good enough, or do I have to baby's bottom this with a blade? <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, baby bottom, I'm going to like you. So I'm already in. I'm already in, people. Electric shave isn't good enough? Apparently not. <laughs> so that's what's going to happen Monday morning, is I get to have a really deep gouge of razor blade burns. That's into my great. Face. Very cool. Yeah, I'm gonna put instead of uh, shaving cream, I'm gonna put sawdust on my so it really catches right and chunks out a bunch of my face. I mean, that's the way to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I would recommend sandpaper, but okay, that works. Sawdust works too. You say you know. sands paper? <laughs> yeah, no, I would recommend not doing paper. Okay, I, I'd recommend shaving sands paper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, that is my personal recommendation. I know some people like to put paper on their face before they shave. <laughs> I find it works better without it. And then somehow I did actually cut myself an electric razor, which is like, how, how does that That's happen? not possible. Yeah, you'd think. <laughs> it's like, oh, I guess, we're, I guess I die here. As someone who's used an electric razor once and shaved in total once... <laughs> I can tell you it is impossible, but I did cut myself when I did it. Too. I can't believe I ever regularly shaved with like a razor blade and shaving cream. Oh like, no, it's ridiculous! It's so much upkeep. It's it's shit. I've never used a razor blade and shaving I, cream. Oh, maybe I'd get it if it would be like be cool. <laughs> like if you had a straight razor and you, everything was like the 1950s. Yeah, if you yeah, were a trained shit. barber, yeah. I would I'd use a straight razor every day. Yeah, just dun, 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 you're done. I'd kind of hold it a little bit longer towards my neck and be like, do it, you coward. <laughs> you fucking <laughs> pussy. <laughs> and I, I inevitably would not do it. Yeah. There's hair to cut. Don't do it, Walter. <laughs> you must survive another day for those that need a cut anyway. Breaking bald. <laughs> 
I do not trust a bald man as my barber. So I think those have to be the best people to cut because it's they want to keep really good care of your hair because they miss theirs. As long as you don't get a spiteful bald barber. But they don't have the practice of upkeeping their own hair. If you don't get an SBB, I think you're fine. Yeah, but how common is it to have a bald barber that's not an SBB? I think most of the time it's pretty common. Really? I nah, guess dude, I've, dudes are pretty cool. I've never been to a barber shop. The problem is you need it. You need to keep with a barber for like twenty years, and then eventually he'll die, and then you need to find somebody about fifty-five to pick out as your new one to reenact, like go through that phase again. Yeah, because those I are guess. the best ones. That makes sense. You need the wisdom aspect of cutting hair. But then when he develops Parkinson's, you have to cut him off. You want to go to the same guy to cut your hair long enough that when they die, you are sad. You are bald. (laughs) And bald. And now you know why they were bald. Yeah. Because their barber died. And now you are bald and you have to learn how to cut hair. It's probably from that barbicide. Yeah, barbers famously rub it on their scalps every morning. Yeah, all that pseudomonocide that they ingest. See how many podcasts in a row we can bring up Barbicide. <laughs> I was just in a barber mood. Yeah. <laughs> what do they make? What do they put in the polls? Gum? No. It's probably syrup. It's probably. I think syrup. if you break it, it'd be like like soda fountain syrup from the twenties that they just like fuck. What do we do with this? There's no. There's nothing to do with this. <laughs> this isn't made with hell and chemicals. Like regular soda. I'm like, what about the barbers? They love I it. I think it's just a painted pole. No way. It's that simple. I think it's liquid. I think it's a water bed of liquid. No, a water pole. not. Water pole. Oh. What are you talking about? Oh, no. Three Pac. Oh, no. What is he doing? I can never think of water polo now without thinking of the best person. Anytime I read a very common news article about somebody dying because they were underwater too long, <laughs> Nuggets on Deck plays in full. In my head. And you're like, uh, you could have died in a cooler way. Like, one of my favorite people. Unless it was an homage of 3 Pac. If they did it on purpose, I Do think you think it was an omelet? <laughs> if they made a 3 Pac egg omelet. <laughs> I, think, I think, yeah, I'd be happier. What are we going to have at their too. funeral for food? We're going to do, uh, 3 Pac omelets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Sure. Yeah. I've been wait. I've been waiting for you to ask. Why'd you invite Jason? <laughs> <laughs> we needed three people for the three pack omelets. He's the guy that didn't let three pucks swim up from the bottom of the pool. <laughs> Everybody knows this. Why is he here? Why is he planning the funeral for the guy he killed? He was the closest to him when he died. <laughs> so I guess it kind. That's that's how funerals work. Whoever's the closest to him in proximity when they die is responsible for their death. You know, I never thought about until now. You know, Tupac. There was that whole he faked his death. He's in Cuba. All that stuff. Yeah. I've never seen a body of Three Pac. That's true. And I'm just saying, for somebody to start a rap career in college and then maybe get to a point of like, <clears throat> fuck it, I have a job now. Maybe fake my death. Fakes his death. <laughs> And then goes off, and then that'd be funny for him to, like, come back 30 years from now. Yeah, because... PewDiePie is a child rapist. (laughs) (laughs) He He started his career, and he gained a little bit of traction. Yeah. And he said, what monumentally explodes artists? Their death. Yeah. No one's ever appreciated until after they die, right? Music, painters... Any kind of art ever. Everyone always has to wait until they die. So he's like, I'm going to expedite that. And I'm going to get royalties. And he did. 
I don't think he's ever planning to come back. That's he just fair wanted point. the explosion. Yeah. He, yeah. D- he did leave his work. The, leave the show up late, leave early. That's for right. Parties. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Say one funny thing immediately. Get the fuck out of there. Leave on a high note. Yeah, you see before you, come, you start bombing. You come in, you say one funny thing, and then you've made your presence known. And then when you leave, you're there for an hour. People are like, "Wow, he was here the whole time." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You remember Noah? He was here the whole time. Yeah, he parked his ark in the driveway. He's the first one here. Actually, <laughs> it's his party. Last what? one to leave. This is his house. <laughs> he left. <laughs> <laughs> When you said artist dying and stuff or whatever, I thought of a cool painter animal named Van Goat. That is actually really cool. Yeah, he would just drive around in like a white like carpentry cargo van. Yeah, and he's missing a people. horn. Yeah, because of a goat prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking weird artist goat. And he'd paint really like racist caricatures of people in his van and people would pay him. <laughs> With his satanic hooves of beauty, some say. Yeah, that's what I would say, actually, is his satanic hooves of beauty, <laughs> yeah. some say. That's S-H-O-B. what I say. S-H-O-B. S-Hob. Man, Van Gogh's got some S-Hob if I've ever seen it. <laughs> I don't know why that's my new thing, is to abbreviate things. It's probably that weird Spy Kids fucking movie, that acronym shit. Cecil! That's his superpower? Having hearing aids as a kid? <laughs> yeah, this is a spy kid. He is, a, he is an agent of destruction and stealth. He's, he's fucking... They're trying to sneak in vents, and the chick's like, don't look at my ass. And he's like, what? <laughs> and then they hear him. His fucking dipshit has hearing aids that have got to be about five pounds apiece that are strapped around his lobes. <laughs> and, and he can, like, turn them up, and he's like, I hear a church mouse eight miles down. <laughs> like, what are you talking Somebody's about? peeing three blocks away. You can hear that, but your ears aren't getting blown out from the sounds <laughs> right next to you? It's, it's made of the same shit that that fucking thing to listen to your heart is made of, where it amplifies it way too much. Like, if you, you flick that thing, the doctor will go deaf or whatever. That's what it's made of. They're just really small. It just focuses in the sound. He gets, It's the directional sound. So as sound as he biologically can't hear. <laughs> and he can solve uh, word jumbles really fast. Yeah. I, <laughs> they're like, welcome kids to Spy Kids 4. The, the training course of Spy Kids 4. Yeah. And... They're like, okay, everyone needs kind of a, a spy talent. That way you're useful in the field. Um, especially you, little boy, that can't hear. <laughs> you're useless Mr. in the- Mr. No Ears. You're, you're useless in the field, so you need two talents. All right? So, <laughs> the first talent I'm going to assign you is that you're going to have really good hearing. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get rid of your biggest con. <laughs> And turn it into way too much of a Turning it into a situational thing where if you don't have these, you lose your power. You imagine if we gave these to someone who could hear normally? (laughs) He'd need need a chastity ear to make sure it's always on. (laughs) (laughs) If any villain fucks your ear, tell me. (laughs) That's one of the villains. That's his thing. Now, before I kill you, I'm going to rape your ear. It's the... the no! My one weakness. It's the the, the hearing aid sodomizer. 
Oh no! <laughs> My arch nemesis! <laughs> Your second spy talent, because you need two because you are so weak, yeah. is that you're going to be able to... Help me with these word paper games! <laughs> you're going to be <laughs> able to look at anything. Word paper games <laughs> sounds like some weird Rudolph shit. You're going to be able to look at anything and you're going to be able to call back immediately to our word paper games and tell me that there's an acronym there. And for some reason in this movie, there's, I mean... I don't even remember what the, the villain is. It doesn't matter because... He can because go back in time. Yeah, some time villain. And then Junie B. Jones... And uh, Noodlehead show up at the end, and you're like, if you're just going to have adult agents show up, why send these kids on any mission ever? Why don't just title the movie Spies? (laughs) Why did you send the kids in first? Shouldn't they be, like, maybe a backup, but also they should probably just stay at home? Where are the Thumb Thumbs? (laughs) They're on the island. That'd be be funny. Or the dude? The guy. (laughs) Whatever he is. They, they go. I do not literally just hold your thought. Yeah. I do not remember the girl's power in that movie at all. She probably it, it was probably one. an actual one that was helpful. Her power is probably stupid. she's a girl. Maybe maybe <laughs> she got Mary sued into the movie. Yeah, probably. They're like Cecil's too powerful. You have to nerf the other character. And based off of the other Spy Kids films, it does have to be his sister. Spy Kids Four. I just want to check here. Oh my god, it's from. Jessica Alba plays all the time in the world. Hey, it's got 3.5 out of 10 stars. Oh, wow. I just want to know. Can't believe they didn't make a fifth movie. I just want to. <laughs> Let's see. Plot. There's some mini disc. She's nine months pregnant. Blah, blah, blah. The kid? You're, Marissa gives Maria is the daughter. Oh, yeah, that necklace. But then the, the necklace is stolen. I just want to know what the kids do. Allowing them to take a gadget as a souvenir each. What do the kids do that the adults can't do a hundred times better? Gadgets. Spy kids? Maybe that's it. You'd think this would be pretty easy to understand. The gadgets aren't what... I guess I don't... I don't know. I don't know what they do. <laughs> I just remember Cecil's shit. No, he's good because for some reason this villain has like 9,000 door locks and they're all <laughs> anagrams. Ugh. And he can look at, he looks in a room, they walk into like a shop where someone sells clocks. This is a clock keeper. And he goes, guys, there's an anagram in the house. And they're like, Cecil, what are you talking about? He says, look at these clocks. If we rearrange them, it spells a word. And that's how we get inside. And it's like, who is this villain? First of all. One of the reviews considered to be the most positive is the consensus states, burdened by a rote Plot and unfunny scatological humor, which is the study of poop. Yeah. Scatology. Scatology, yeah. All the time in the world suggests that the Spy Kids franchise has run its course. Isn't it so sad where there's three movies and as far as I can remember, at the very least, the three movies are pretty decent, you know? And then they're like, we're going to get a fourth movie. We need new actors. And as an actor, you're like, I love the Spy Kids movies. I want to be in one. Yeah. And you get... you get Somebody them. ring the dingster? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's what one of the actors said. I imagine a lot would say that if, they're, if, they're, <laughs> they, if they call themselves that. the dingster. <laughs> 
But you get the role, oh. and you're like, oh my god, I got the main role in this. Because they they typecast me because I can't hear. <laughs> That's exactly what they needed. They yeah. didn't want to... It's like Walt Jr., R.I.P. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You really like him. He's your favorite I character just, I, in I, any he's, form he's of media. He's my go-to disabled person. <laughs> I can't think. Stephen Hawking, maybe, but he wasn't in anything good. <laughs> He was in a TED Talk once, yeah. but that's about it. The weird ones were his instructions on how to swim. <laughs> I don't think he's the one to really this teach is, people that. This is your first really big movie, and you're like, I'm. this is going to nail me right into an acting I career. I wish I could understand what people are saying. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could fucking hear my, the other actors talking. This is me. Spy Kids. It can't possibly be bad. Yeah. So I'm going to plummet (laughs) into fame. I'm way too high up to be famous right now. I'm going to be taken down a peg. Even though any of the, like, actual, like, Emily Osment isn't even famous, but she was in the third one for, like, a little bit. But nobody else from those movies I don't think is that popular. Yeah. Unless it's, like, the adult actors that are in it for, like, just a tiny bit. Right. But the kids never really blew up from that. Yeah, exactly. But it'd still be nice for the four to chain into, like, five and six if you wanted to make a decent amount of money. Right. And And that's what you're thinking. You're like, the first three made it, so I'm going to do a really good job, and then we're going to get a couple more movies, and it's going to be great. Yeah, you can remove the children's pituitary glands so they don't age, and then you have an infinite amount of Spy Kids (laughs) movies. Yeah, they're like, if you want to be in this movie, you do need surgery. Yeah. And it is life-altering and very dangerous. Yeah. We have to remove them before puberty, then you will never age. But you get rich doing it. <laughs> you have to pay for the surgery. <laughs> We're not paying yeah. for it. That's not part of the movie budget. I don't think your lemonade is going to be lemon p- paying for the surgery. That's what they, like, Some one of the kids goes in and he's, he's like, clearly not as well-dressed or whatever, you know. Pretty disheveled. He's a little disheveled. He's clearly more poor than a lot of the other kids that come from weirdly rich Hollywood families. Who definitely don't need another rich kid. Yeah, exactly. So there's this kind of poor kid. Great actor. Yeah. They're like, you are required to get the pituitary gland surgery. You have to pay for it. And then they start making fun of him. And I don't think your lemonade stand's going to be able to afford it. Oh, it's just bullying. <laughs> Please, sir. <laughs> That's this actor. So good. He can pull off a, a perfect Whoa, American is, is, accent and all this stuff. the Atlantic? <laughs> he can pull off perfect American accent. Perfect actor. He's the best at everything, but this is how he, he talks normally. Please, sir. May I have another? And they keep fucking roasting him. <laughs> My family really needs this. You buck-toothed fucking Brit. We haven't eaten in four months. <laughs> they said they were gonna eat my pituitary gland. <laughs> like, Wait, that, that would do perfect. it. Crikey, he's on to something. <laughs> no, Australia. Australia. They were, they were also <laughs> acting in an American accent. <laughs> Maybe go home, you British loser. He's like, but they're gonna eat my pituitary gland. Crikey, he's done <laughs> he's, it. He's already got it removed. <laughs> That's bloody brilliant. <laughs> this guy, he comes in. And he's like, this, this is the best kid actor. And they're like, we're gonna need your pituitary gland removed. He's like, oh, I'm 88. <laughs> 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 fucking oh, fucking brain blast. We found You're him, in. our lead. 
Plus, he can't hear because he's old. <laughs> it's perfect. They're like, sorry, man. I love the dedication, but that's not going to work for us. You need to be younger because you will die. And that's kind of against the point. I got to find out how to get hired at camps to be an ice cream taste tester. Why? Because that'd be a f- You can't tell me. What would be the worst part of your job? Probably being lactose Eating intolerant. Eating too much ice cream. Yeah, but you don't have to eat a lot of it. Yeah, you do. Do you? If it's good. <laughs> How's it taste? And you just keep you just move, like one finger up and like just wait. Oh, behold, like half a carton later. That's how they decide whether or I've not I've almost it's, got it. That's how they decide whether or not it's good. Is how much you want to eat it. You'd have really good hormonal production because all your diet would be saturated fats. You think that it'd be you, perfect. You take be a tiny beautiful. little. You take a tiny little bite of like a a, a little cocaine spoon. Yeah, a tiny spoon. You take a bite. And you, you go, mmm, four out of ten. That was good. That's very good. That's a four out of ten. You know my scale, where four is very good. Ten, I eat the whole batch. And then you move on, and they're like, try this one now. And then you do that, you go, mmm, this one's a six. Uh, no, that's stupid. You take a bite, and they're like, okay. He took a bite, and then we're going to see what happens. Yeah. And then if you take another bite, they're like, okay, he likes it a little bit. He, he, he likes it enough. He's at least intrigued enough to go in for another bite. And then you take another bite, and you're like, okay, three bites. He clearly at least likes it a little bit. Four bites. Oh, my God. Five bites. He loves it. No one's going in for five bites if they hate something. I just don't understand how you, like, do you audition your tongue? How do they pick people? That would be a good job shadowing thing. What do you do? Eat ice cream. They pick people. Everyone's based an on, ice cream critic. They go in and they have previous ice cream critics, right? Yeah. And there's kind of set ones where they're like, hundred percent, everyone agrees this is ranked as this, right? That is prob. No shit. I honestly, I bet that's probably how they do it. Yeah. They have people come in and try shit, and then they you like have a thing set out and then you try it and then you, like actual people that know how ice cream tastes which is kind of you're getting into like the gatekeeping wine tasting thing yeah of really how much do people know this seems like in a a mentalist astrology shit kind of thing but well you know that master kemp is the master of all ice cream. master kemp <laughs> and anyone outside the midwest who doesn't th- have kemp's you're a loser you think it's bad to be caught podcasting you're a loser being caught master camping? Ooh, that would be great, actually. <laughs> you imagine if, a carton of ice cream. <laughs> you imagine if, if you were in your living room. What are you doing, master camping? You're in your living room because it's the most private place in your entire <laughs> yeah. house. You know, you have your family ice cream jug, <laughs> as, as every family has. Yeah, and you you pull down your pants and you take a spoon. You dig a little bit of a hole in it. You dig this hole. This hole is exactly one and a half inches deep because that's all you need. Yep. Perfect amount of master camping. Exactly. And you just start, you know, master camping all into the ice cream. Yep. You're getting into it. Yeah. And then your mom comes home and she's like, I'm going to do the laundry. (laughs) Time for mom to do the laundry. And you go, no, everything slows down, no, and she's not in slow motion, but you are (laughs) for some reason. Pants around ankles, waddle away while (laughs) passing her line of sight (laughs) from going down the steps. (laughs) 
the most embarrassing <laughs> <like> part. <trip. laughs> the most embarrassing part is the living room is fully visible from the front door. <laughs> the blinds are open. People are driving by. Exactly. Nobody can see me. <laughs> you thought they had that weird one-way window tint where you can't see in. Yeah, now that I know that that's not the case, it's I was just a stupid teenager. Yeah. You know, but it would have been great. I would have rather much rather been caught master camping than in, yeah. into the ice the family ice cream jug. <laughs> you know. Then podcasting. Yeah, I mean being a master camp, I can only imagine. He's the one whose all all tastes are nigh. All tastes are high and mighty. It's all based off of how much he liked having sex with that ice cream. So this one's a six. Let me dip my penis in it and I'll <laughs> see what I think. That's how I taste. He's using his secret technique. <laughs> That's how I taste. He's saying it like knowing he's being judged, but as if that clears up the judgment. Like, oh, it's oh. where his tongue is. Of course. <laughs> This is how I taste things. <laughs> Everyone knows, even with the ramp up of production, I don't know how, but he's been able to keep up with every single container of ice cream before it gets sent out. He has to taste it to make sure it's good. You'd have to have some weird, uh, or you would have some weird amount of like necrotic penile tissue from fucking ice cream as <laughs> <is> your job. <laughs> just be destroyed. That's amounts. what you'd think, but that's why he's master. Yeah, Kim. he doesn't have that. Everybody else that's tried to replace him has had failure. Penile. Yeah, function. he's he's requested to retire because yeah. he's built this empire and he just wants to rest. Yeah, but no one's been up to the challenge as of yet, which to- is why he has to hire these ice cream critics. Because maybe one day They'll, they can train yeah. under him. Smart. They have to mix in Viagra to his ice cream so he can keep working. I mean, he mixes it in himself. <laughs> he knows what he's up against. He's been doing it for years. Ice cream. T- now I have to like actually look that now up. Now I have to have sex with ice cream to see, <laughs> to see how it feels. He likes to let it melt a little bit first. It helps if I cut the tip. <laughs> Easter comes. I bet you have to work doing some bullshit grunt. It really wouldn't be that bad. There's worse jobs out there. And then they're like, hey, come on in and try, try some ice cream. <laughs> I, I try I, ice cream taster Kemp's and it just links me to the fucking website. That's not fun. What did you There's expect? pineapple cottage cheese. Puke. Puke. Fuck you, Kemp's. What? Look at this ugly kid. It's not the Kemp's I know and love. The giving cow? Yeah, right. <laughs> Puke. Kemp's I know and love would never hire an ugly kid. Yeah, <laughs> do the their fuck? marketing. Ooh, they have merch. There's a web. There's a link on their website that says merch. I mean, I they're an influencer. They're a milk influencer. Where to buy recipes, content. I, where do you get? There's got to be a place where you can look at jobs. What's going on, Kemp's? I want to start selling Kemp's merch. Yeah. Yeah. Kemp's careers. There we go. Oh, it's under the our culture. This is the page. It's just a still image and there's no... That's very cool. Camps. What's going on? They're a dairy provider. They're somebody's not a getting, website somebody's developer. Somebody's getting a little peeved. 
I'm going to be a peeved little lad. Actually, if you email that to them, I think they send you a complimentary ice cream. Because they don't want peeved little lads on their website. It's amazing that that actually is a... Oh, I thought this said Nigeria, but it says Niagara. Like, you could be a quality systems regulatory manager in Nigeria. How is there a Kemp's in Nigeria? (laughs) (laughs) Heavy badass. He actually puts Niagara in his ice cream so you can have sex with it easier. It's off brand. <laughs> Notice you didn't put in a, a soundbite I requested. That's correct. Pods. I can't remember what it was. I'm not even done with it, but I was. I think it was Cloud City related. Maybe not. It might have been before Cloud City, but it's... Uh, then after reading the title of that, I willingly listened to that fucking... Dun, 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 Cloud City, that fucking Han Solo. Yeah. Really, it was so good. <laughs> By far. I want that to be played at my funeral. I when no I choice. die fighting the Empire. <laughs> Yes, when you after die I fighting crash, the Empire, I'll play that at your after funeral. After I crash my starship into the, the White House, <laughs> you can play that at my funeral. The problem is you're going to be flying your starship, and then you're going to, like, stroke out with your MS <laughs> and then fall right into yeah. the White House. Just lose complete control of, like, the right side of my body. Oh my god, I wasn't even in the same galaxy. <laughs> yeah. When you find a truck now, there's, like, a local install truck found careening off the highway you'll be like oh i know who was driving that one i know who had a relapse and then you can always if someone dies you can blame the doctor i couldn't have picked up my foot yeah and be like i told they him said i, I was feel fine. my body yeah i yeah. told them hey don't give this to me and he said no you're fine i've got Go a ahead and drive i've got loser. a le- i've got a lead head I drive with my head. <laughs> How am I supposed to see the road if I drive if I hit the pedal with my head? This is the doctor's fault. What's going on, Doc? That I drive with my head. Yeah, maybe you're the real the, the lead head. How about you walk by that fucking recycling plant by that car magnet? You fucking lead head. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're somehow talking to your DOT physical giving doctor by a junkyard. You're like, hey, Paulie, flip the switch. It pulls him through the fence. He was made out of lead. <laughs> hey, that doctor was a robot. <laughs> you somehow are in connection with the mob in the mob-run <laughs> junkyard. You were talking to Paulie earlier. He runs the junkyard. He owns the junkyard. Yeah. And you're like, dude, I don't know why, but I have the suspicions that my doctor is a robot. And he goes... That doesn't make any sense. I got a plan. You call your doctor up. You're like, doctor, um, there's, uh, there's someone. I want to go on a DOT with you. (laughs) And he says, yes. There's someone by the old Seneca Foods building (laughs) under the, the corn water tower that, I don't know, he's having, uh, heart palpitations or something i don't know he needs your help (laughs) he's going it's your civil duty to help him doctor now that you are aware that he's having heart palpitations your your hippocratic socratic pathetic oath that you took is to help this man calling it when women orgasm is anaphylactic cock What? I thought that's what you were gonna say. Yeah, yeah that is what when I would you say. You were gonna call your doctor. <laughs> Be like, hey, he's going into anaphylactic cock. 
This man is having a female orgasm. You need to get down here immediately. This man's having a female <laughs> orgasm. He's over here, and then he he comes by at the Seneca, the old Seneca Foods building, <laughs> the Cornwater which Tower. the Cornwater Tower, which is now just a field. Yeah, the building is gone. It's the greatest thing. And right in the middle of the field, you knew exactly where he was going to walk to. Right in the middle of the field, there's a note. <laughs> in the note, it says, "You need to hurry. The man has it's left moved to the he, junkyard. He's had the Chick Fil A across the street. <laughs> you, you, do you add middlemen to this? It's a goose chase." <laughs> Because you know he's gonna, he's like, it's my civil duty to help this man, so I gotta go to the Chick Fil A. Yeah, the I was gonna say Hammurabic code. <laughs> it's my Hammurabic code. Whatever that bullshit, the Hippocratic oath thing they take, and then it's tisk tisk. You can't catch me. And now he's <laughs> he's chasing down a man who he presumes is having a female orgasm. And he has no choice but to continue the hunt. Correct. And then at the bottom of the note it says P.S. Order three number threes when you get there. <laughs> <Instead of> food. <laughs> he goes there and he goes, um, is there someone here having a female orgasm? I'm we here, haven't I signed have a DoorDash any- order for a female <laughs> orgasm. <laughs> we haven't signed any p- uh, patient confidentiality papers, so I'm allowed to say this out loud. Is anyone having a female orgasm here? Any man? Uh, the women I don't care about, that's normal. Yeah. If you're having a, a female orgasm in this Chick-fil-A as a woman, that's normal. Yeah. Eating their food, that's I would too. That's why people eat here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's orgasmic, and I understand that. But if you're a man, you're going through, let me know. If you're a man experiencing anaphylactic cock, <laughs> tell me now. <laughs> Has there been a man that's walked in experiencing anaphylactic cock? You're... you're they go, they go, no, master, there isn't. How may I delight your service today? Uh, Do you have have a wonderful, have a Chick-fil-A day? Chick-fil-A day. And he goes, oh, so there's no one here. Okay, uh, in that case, can I get three number threes? And they go, it must be you, Doc. Yeah, they hand him a note. <laughs> yeah. They hand him a chicken sandwich, and inside the chicken, baked into the chicken patty, it's, it's is branded in. He takes a bite out of it, and there's paper inside of it. He pulls it out, and he goes, If you've eaten out of this page, you must head down to the nearest taco bell. <laughs> and, when you, and when you get there, order three Crunchwrap Supreme. <laughs> what is happening? But anyway, he goes to 19 different restaurants and he orders a bunch of food. Which has got to be, like, dark out by now. Yeah. Because in my mind, it's, it happens at, like, yeah, but 2 a, in the afternoon. But a female orgasm can last forever. Hours. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And he knows this. Yeah, especially if a man's experiencing one. Yeah, so he's like, this man's gonna die, I have to yeah, he's hurry. Yeah, exa- he's gonna be dehydrated soon. And part of the plan was, I think my doctor is a robot, so he's probably not gonna eat any of the food. <gasps> he doesn't need it for Uh-oh. sustenance. And then the doctor stops by the junkyard eventually, and he go, hey doc, we've been waiting for you. Where you been, Are you Iron hungry? Head? He goes, no, I'm not that hungry. Like, I knew it. <laughs> hey, Polly, hit the switch. Where do you think you're going, Leadhead? It's like ridiculous speeds. It doesn't make any sense. You knew the magnet was strong because it can pick up cars. <laughs> to see a human get just sucked in like a black hole. Through a chain link fence. <laughs> 
just like hot knife through butter through a chain link fence and then just explode <laughs> immediately into debris you're upon like, hitting the man. Like I knew it. <laughs> and Polly goes, oh, "Don't you think that he could have helped me with my orgasm first?" <laughs> He'll wear off, Polly. No, it's been hours. It feels good, but the good turned into pain. He's he's too sensitive to move. The good's been on for too long. (laughs) I need suffering. Sisyphus. (laughs) So you kill this doctor. He's a robot. You were right. He's a robot. It's like, but he was like really good doctor and a nice person, and now he's dead. The speed that a paper bag gets sucked out a slightly open window if you're driving down the road. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he does the little shaking thing and then it's just it's like oh it's not strong enough <laughs> like, oh fuck it's way Jesus, too I wasn't strong I just wanted him to get stuck to the magnet and then there's a note that says gotcha like on the <laughs> on magnet the <laughs> see I, made, I put that note there I didn't want to kill him <laughs> That's your excuse when the police come I put that <laughs> they note there he wasn't supposed to die he doesn't have rights that's what you say. It's a but synthetic they, man. They say, no, he was not a robot. It's a synthetic man. You're talking about Polly because he's having anaphylactic <laughs> cock. That was Dr. Roberts. Yeah, he was a robot. He was, he was a cyborg. <gasps> he was one one hundredth human. No. <laughs> Which really, well, you'd have to get one one hundredth of a, a penalty for killing them. So you'd be fine. What's one hundredth of a life term? In person. Um, you the problem is you got because of how brutal the murder was, you got a hundred life sentences. Well that's subjective. Is it though? Yeah, good luck finding a jury of his peers, find other fucking eight more hun one one hundredth cyborg fucking losers. <laughs> It'd be four humans, I guess, and then four fake humans, as I like to call them. You don't say that. That is not a, an official pod. Cyborgs, stance. more like cyborgus. <laughs> This is not official pod stance. He's speaking out of line, and I do not condone this. Cyboogers are what I pick out of my robot nose. <laughs> okay, throw them that, away. I mean, that is true. Is that why you hate them? Because you are them? Oh, You are what you eat. You're, you're one one hundredth cyborg, and it's your nose. <laughs> only- That'd be cool. That'd be a cool thing to like, hey, do you ever like sneeze? You're like, what? No, I just get cyborgers. And you sneeze and like a vent kicks on. You're like, what was that? <laughs> Why was there a, f- a heated fan You're coming? Like, uh, uh, uh. What is that? Sorry, I sneezed. Oh, you have a weird sneeze, man. It's not. Let's don't sneeze around me again, please. Like, please, no sneeze. <laughs> You know I'm very sensitive about my sneeze. I have hay fever. I get very embarrassed by that. There's no fucking way you have hay fever, you fucking robot. Oh no, I'm (laughs) self-conscious. You do not judge me, lest you be judged. Yeah, as the robot bible says. (gasps) He's a robot bibleist. I've said too much, and he flies away with his nose. (laughs) Little propellers come up. (laughs) That guy's crazy. <laughs> he's he's jet packed out here with his nose. He's actually kind of cooler yeah. than I thought. Maybe I should start doing that fucking robot stuff. That transhumanism thing. <laughs> That's what they don't tell you. The transgender stuff's just a step before we become robots. Yeah, exactly. It's everybody They're practicing. Up. Why would you want to be a, 
if you're a dude and you want to be a woman, why would you want to be like a human woman? Why not like a cyborg woman? Yeah. Like cool robot tits. And yeah, I think exactly. everybody, yeah, they're just getting to that stage of like these people will definitely hop on the whole transhumanism thing once it arrives. The gene editing thing. They're like, well, we'll cut open your pectorals and we'll slide some silicone in there. And you're like, no, 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 no. No. I want you to cut Metal my discs. I want you to cut my pectorals off completely and remove and replace them with some metal that I can adjust the size at any time that I choose. You know Jenny, the teenage robot? Me. (laughs) Okay, that's what he wants. (laughs) Whatever. Then you you go out in the rain and you die. They're like, are you sure that you want to do this? This is not something you can go back on. Yeah, they're like, we don't know where consciousness stems from. I don't know how this is going to (laughs) work. Everyone knows your brains and your boobs. <laughs> we can't do this. Yeah. We can't remove your pectorals. There's a thing uh, of people like, dolphins are better at calculus than humans are because they have a bigger brain. And then somebody's like, like well, it's not that my fault that every dolphin has taken calculus. And they, they rape fish, but whatever. If they're smarter than us and they rape fish, then maybe it's okay for us to rape yeah. fish. Oh, Maybe they know better uh, than us. But then somebody said, like, uh... <laughs> when I was just saying rape, you're like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Maybe it is. You know what? Yeah, it is okay to rape. Yeah. yeah. This is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> of course. The dolphins know all. Um, <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I think if I'm a fish and I do, <laughs> it's okay. Um... <laughs> And I then, wanted it. And somebody <laughs> said, like, uh, we don't know where consciousness comes from. They're like, they think it comes from the brain. I'm like, that's a good point. Of How come we need to find a group of people that everybody hates? I volunteer the Chinese. And just everybody just, hates the Chinese. Even the, you need someone where they even hate themselves. You could probably get a lot of white people. There's a lot of self-guilt white people out there that yeah, hate themselves. That might be the best. Okay, so yeah. we're going with white people. And then... um. Just do, like, Nazi-level unit 731, whatever the fuck, experiments on them. And then just, like, basically brute force out where the fuck consciousness stems from, is what I'm getting at. Like, okay, we're looking. I don't care we're looking. Or prisoners? Hey, let us look in your brain for eight years, and then we'll kill you. I'm saying we need a World War II too to further science. A World War, a World War dance? World War ballet? Baye? Yeah. El Baye? We need a World War El Baye. <laughs> <laughs> This is like an offshoot game where they're too afraid to put another number in the title. Welcome back to World War El Baye. It'd be, it'd be World War Two, but T-O-O. Like, we need to stop having world wars. <laughs> we've run out of much. numbers. We've had so many world wars, we've gone through both numbers. World War Too Much. World War Too Much again. Now on, now on the news, uh, new coverage of World War Too Much. Everybody hates this. Nobody, nobody's even fighting in this war. No. The, the governments of the world just declared it and nobody what? wants to fight. Rich people are sending poor people to die? Wow, that's weird. That's out of character. The news is just extremely sarcastic. Yeah, that's now. what I want. <laughs> Everyone's just so over it. Yeah, the, even, yeah, even the people making money off the news are like, I, this is boring. Nothing changes. Oh, wow. America thinks they're in control of the situation because they've got the military power? <gasps> that's nuts. Gorsh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's sarcastic newscasters dressed up as... Mickey Mouse Clubhouse <laughs> characters. I'm, so I'm Goofy's cow girlfriend. Oh no, Daisy. No. Fuck, I can't think of her name. Isabella or Utter? whatever. Utter. Utter. 
Just this utter. <laughs> Every so often, Pluto will kick down the fucking camera. You're like, they lose the feed. You know, NASA actually said Pluto's not a dog. Pluto, gosh damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is Mickey's fucking dog. Why does Mickey watch him? Where's Mickey in all this? He's on the front lines. <laughs> Mickey's <laughs> actually the best fighter. Oh, I just have to keep killing Ukrainians. <laughs> oh, yeah, we forgot the He's mouse is Mickey's, racist. Mickey's racist in Russian. <laughs> We completely forgot. Why did we put the mouse on the front lines? He's racist. I'm on neither of the sides. I just just like killing people. Can't wait to get back to the studio. This is just legal murder. They're all the same to me. He's kind of specious against humans. It's not really a race thing. Why do we keep him around? Why is he the only mouse person we know? Minnie's never introduced. Why do I think I? Why do I think he's had a spouse that I've never met? Why do I feel like there's a his his opposite is someone I've never encountered? You know, I'm gonna be honest. I've Did never seen. I've never seen Mickey and Minnie in the same room They've, together. I think Mickey has some weird shit going on in his head. <laughs> hey guys, what are you talking about? Call back from the front lines. <laughs> Houston, we don't have a problem. Because I, I keep killing people. <laughs> as long as my bloodlust is satiated, everyone else is fine. <laughs> Except for the people I'm killing. <laughs> but they're not really people now, are they? My God. Get that fucking mouse person off the air. We sent him to the front lines because we were hoping someone was going to kill him. <laughs> We didn't realize he was so proficient in weaponry. I told you we shouldn't have put Walt Disney's brain in that fucking mouse. (laughs) (laughs) There's some evil shit. It was a good idea at the time. All right. In the 50s, we thought, hmm, you know what's a really good idea? We can't can't lose this guy. Walt Disney. (laughs) For the time. He's really good at taking old stories that are in the public domain... So everyone is allowed to use them, Correct. and then remaking them in his own vision, and copywriting them, so now people can't use the public domain ones, because then he will sue them. Correct. He's very good at that. Yeah. He's the we G- can't lose that. If he were a woman 90 years later, he'd be named J.K. Rowling. There you go. <laughs> now that we have J.K. Rowling, we didn't realize that she was going to be around. She'd be the But perfect. now that we have her, we kind of hate the fact that we got the mouse. We don't need that fucking racist mouse. We don't, have, we don't need the racist mouse, we have the bigoted lady <laughs> why does mickey keep saying he wants to make cheese out of the bodies i guess he is part mouse <laughs> once the blood coagulates we can age it to perfection why is he why is he able to chime in on cue <laughs> why can't we just block out that signal like sir we've tried we, gorsh we don't know what, <laughs> we don't know what he's done but he's broken through all of our blocks. Every radio, every stream. We didn't even give him a radio communicator to talk it's to us. It's telepathic. <laughs> Everybody listening to any form of media when he thinks it's broadcast to them. If it's under the Disney umbrella, he Not can either. hear it. Yeah. I was just going to, with his giant mouse ears or antennas. Well, he can everything's signals. under the Disney umbrella, yeah, so he enough. knows. Thoughts. anyone who works for disney has thoughts under the disney umbrella and it says in the agreement when you turn on a movie for the next 32 years after watching this you are owned by disney and yes this compounds yeah exactly three disney movies you're fucked hope you're not thinking about killing me (laughs) 
<laughs> so I can hear you in your sleep. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just so you know, I was aware that you sent me over here to die, and I'm not planning on it. I don't think you can kill him. <laughs> My God, what do we do? Mickey, I, I, I knew he was mad when I asked for a raise, but I didn't think he was this mad. I'm coming for you next, Chuck. I will be cheese to meet you, Chuck. <laughs> oh my god, he just singled me out. What do mice? Hey, we need the biggest cat. The Sphinx. They're like, uh, Chuck, just like maybe he's talking about there's like probably a lot of Chucks under his scope. I'm I'm coming up for you next, Chuck Prisello. <laughs> She's like, oh my god, no. Mr. Prisello, I hear you whispering. <laughs> That's right, I am talking about you. He lists off his address. Oh, fuck. Maybe it's a different joke. Maybe that's not where I live. <laughs> He's in complete that denial. That can't be my family. <laughs> you made up that address. <laughs> Fucking Mickey Mouse. <laughs> He's in complete denial and Mickey's just getting sick of it. He goes, Jameson, kill Chuck right now, otherwise your daughter dies. <laughs> Oh, hey, Jameson, don't do it. He's Mr. like, I have to. Mr. Purcell, watch this. <laughs> Jameson, I'll kill your wife if you don't kill Chuck. I'm so sorry, oh. man. No, you don't have to do this, Jameson. I I have to. You, I can't let my family get harmed by this psychopath. He goes, watch your words, Jameson. <laughs> I'll make cheese out of you real quick, too. <laughs> you're you're on still, my short list. He's still slaughtering Ukrainians. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Mickey. I am, that's right. I am God. <laughs> I am God. Better not forget it. And I'm a vengeful God. Buddy. <laughs> Jesus, Mickey. You need, you need some little... Jameson, do it now with a stapler. Please, <laughs> let me listen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hear everything. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Mickey's nuts. Chuck, make sure to scream. <laughs> oh my god. I hope you're ready to meet God, Chuck. Because I'll be there soon. <laughs> yeah. You die, you see me. <laughs> Fuck. It's an eternal nightmare that you cannot escape from, Chuck. It's like, why is he singling me? What did I do? I didn't do I asked for a raise four months ago. <laughs> no one else has done anything else to make him mad. No. Well, I had time to think about it, Chuck. This is my answer. Had time to think about it, Chuck. You're right, I should give you a raise, and that makes me mad. <laughs> I don't want to lose more money. You giving me any amount of self-introspection makes me even angrier. I don't like to question myself, Chuck. I am God. Or <laughs> am I, Chuck? I Look have at what you're doing. I have to be extremely definitive in my decisions, otherwise people get hurt, Chuck. <laughs> Good people, unlike the Ukrainians. <laughs> I wouldn't want to hurt any whites, Chuck. You're making me think I might hurt some white people, some actual people. You're Chuck. You're, you're my first person, Chuck. <laughs> Mickey's where all the Ukrainians aren't white people. <laughs> dirty Baltic people. If they're not from the States, they're not well enough to live. <laughs> they're sick in the head, Chuck, and they need to die. Walt Disney would have wanted- I would have wanted this. I- Walt Disney and God. <laughs> it's a presidential speech. <laughs> four score and four years ago, I killed Chuck. <laughs> running for president even though no one can stand yeah, against him. Yeah, nobody can vote against him. If you vote against me, I'll know. <laughs> <laughs> Guess who counts the ballots, fuckface? <laughs> God. 
Mickey's the only person running. There's no reason to count the ballots. Yet he does just to see if anyone doesn't vote for him. This mouse is fucking crazy. He likes to see that everyone voted for him. He's like, oh, yeah, everyone high. does really like me. I am me. perfect. <laughs> yeah. And then he pulls out one, and it's a vote for, it's like, Donald Trump. And he goes, oh, that doesn't make me happy. They're lucky they didn't vote for the duck. <laughs> I read Donald, and I was not happy. And then that I was- read Trump, and it was, I, I calmed down Ooh. a little bit. I voted for him. <laughs> <laughs> one who voted for him. <laughs> Mickey's trying to trip himself up to just killing everybody. <laughs> yeah. Really, the, He it, forgot for a second that he oh, voted that for him. my ballot. Oh, that was just me. Gorsh. <laughs> he's, he's goofy. But I am gonna kill he'd Trump now be, for running against me. He's like, I didn't, I didn't do anything. He'd have to be killed uh, by another clubhouse character. Or that bear from a Goofy movie. With the bowling alley in his RV. <laughs> you're, you're really fixated on that That's guy. That's the best scene. Yeah, I, whatever his name is. <laughs> El Jefe. I imagine it falls on Donald Duck to kill Mickey. Yeah. And that's why he was upset or, when he read Donald. Or um, Elmer Fudd. He's got a gun. So do the Ukrainians, but I, I trust Elmer Fudd more. He went to Greece, uh, Mickey did, in 1982 to find an oracle. He goes, they, I mean, they must still be around in somewhere. In 1982, yeah. They've got it. They don't just stop Mickey existing. Mickey killed all the oracles afterwards, so yeah. nobody knew. Yeah, but he went to the oracle to say, how do I die? Yeah. And they say, you, you know, oracles are always really vague. They can't see everything perfectly. Say, I'm pretty sure you die to a duck. Yeah, I don't know what that means. That doesn't make any sense, but pretty sure you die to a duck. And he goes, Donald that rat. (laughs) (laughs) Donald that mouse. Not me. It's it's kind of, I I, somehow bastardized the Mickey Mouse voice into a combination of like Kermit the Frog and something else, or it's some weird ethereal mouse. So he kills all of the oracles. Correct. And he says, if if anyone else comes up as an oracle, they will die. No one else needs this information but me. So he's in control. He's like the Odin of Norse mythology, where he's thirsting for information about everything. Yeah. And he he That's something everybody knows a lot about. Norse mythology. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, because of Marvel movies, probably Thor and Odin are like the two that everyone knows in Norse mythology I and hope, Loki, I guess. I hope you're right. What's Loki about it? Well, Loki, they know about the Norse gods. Okay, gotcha. And uh, yeah, so he's got control of all sources of information, and he knows how he's how he's gonna die. But it's one of those things where trying to escape the prophecy is what causes the prophecy. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's embarrassing. It's a, it's a, it's a thing. It's a, uh, uh, Roger Bannister self-fulfilling prophecy, big million effect. As soon as I can find Donald, I'll kill him. He's been looking for him for years. But how does a duck kill a mouse? How does a duck uh, that's, kill anything? That's the ultimate question. That's why the Maybe Oracle was so confused. Her <laughs> star girl or whatever the fuck you said. <laughs> that's probably who kills Mickey Mouse. Donald Duck gets out of the shower with Stargirl. (laughs) And she just shoots him. It'd be funnier if it was a comically human mouse-sized mousetrap. Jeez! (laughs) Little do they know. Is it made out of chalk? 
in the, in the year 2031, there's going to be bullets flying around the battlefield. And obviously Mickey's still on the front lines as he always is. Of course. And there's, in the 1930s, the early 1930s, they develop a thing that's like a frisbee. Except it's, like, got blades on it. It's a flying disc with blades. Yeah, exactly. It's a flying disc, but once you throw it, the blades, uh, not retract, but whatever the opposite of retract um, is, they pull out. That Bond hat thing. Yeah. That guy, that fat Asian guy who ended up, I think, killing his wife, he would throw his hat. Yeah. And it would do that. It would, like, cut, but I don't think the hat had blades. The hat was just thrown with such force, it would cut through, like, pipes and shit. Right. And then they, someone throws it. And then someone that's on Mickey's side, because, you know, you have Mickey sympathizers, obviously. Puke. <laughs> but you know they're around. Yeah. And they look and they see someone throw it, because everyone on the planet at this point is just trying to kill Mickey. Yeah, it's one of those Santa trackers, but for Mickey. Yeah, this is where Mickey is now. <laughs> Weirdly enough, his, still in Ukraine. Santa. <laughs> So they throw this thing, and Mickey is, like, always omnipresent, right? But for some reason, the person throwing this has never seen... It's been long enough where people know about the little claws in a Disney movie. He's never seen a Disney movie in his life. So he's not on... He's the only person on the planet not under Disney's control. Uh So Mickey can't hear his thoughts, and therefore can't hear that he threw the thing, right? And one of the people that's on his side sees this guy throw it and he's about to blow the entire operation of like mickey's about to die but this guy's going to alert him yeah and this is the downfall is he goes mickey doc (laughs) and mickey goes where is he and he looks and then he looks right at the blade frisbee that goes right through his neck (laughs) (laughs) let me at him whereas if he didn't know about the prophecy if someone just yelled duck your first instinct would be to drop to the ground Mm -hmm. and he would have survived but because he searched out this knowledge it caused his death that's uh, how uh, do you remember how old mickey mouse was i mean at the time i mean at the tod i don't think he ages it's it's, he's kind of an ageless entity the scary thing is he'll probably be back oh yeah i mean Hopefully it's a clubhouse host and not a mass murdering mouse human. Luckily, it's one of those things where, like, an entity like Mickey, if you kill it, you you know, a lot of the times in media, they'll, like, come back and be like, you can't kill me, you dummy. Shooting me in the head, you think that's going to work? Are you stupid? But this one, he cut off his head, and then the first, the instant reaction was... I'm going to grab his head and we're going to separate his body. They're going to be as far on the globe from each other as they possibly can. Yeah. Right? Like, we're going to throw his head to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. We're going to launch his body to the moon. Yeah, space. We just, we need to, because... I like how you didn't pick the deepest ocean. (laughs) No. (laughs) We want it to be vile to be able to get him back. So that way there could be a sequel (laughs) to life. But uh, we tried burning his body. Doesn't work. <laughs> you know? So we're like, the best we can do is just separate his body. Because the second his head came off, it landed in the Mickey sympathizer's hands. And he was trying to reattach it to the body yeah. before someone tackled him. They're like, there will always be people out here trying to get his two body parts back together. We can rebuild him. No. <laughs> no. It's not even fun. Look, where's Chuck? <laughs> 
bring back Chuck. Look at what happened to Chuck. Tell my address. Maybe I don't live there. <laughs> Everyone on the planet knows Chuck is a martyr at this point. Yeah. Because he was... Mickey is in everyone's head. Everyone heard this entire exchange. Yeah, and everybody saw him get killed on air. So Chuck is like the prophetic Jesus character, where everyone's like, praise be to Chuck. He will bring us to salvation. And then there's the books of Chuck. <laughs> yeah. They basically all just say, like, please don't do it, Mickey. <laughs> and that's kind of your WWJD. You have these underground little groups. That have never, because once again, it's been long enough where people haven't seen Disney movies and stuff like that. Just none of them are soldiers except that one dude. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's little underground groups preach out the books of Chuck. And and it's like, careful, a soldier of Mickey is coming to our doorstep. We need to hide everything that could possibly be construed as a Chuck meeting place. It's like a speakeasy, but for Chuck. It's really just a copy of the newsroom they were in that they then kind of like LARP and praise be to <laughs> yeah, Chuck. Like we can't, we can't uh, put this out on the airwaves, obviously. No. They they do like a Max Headroom style news. My God, Chuck's okay. That's him. Look at him. It's Chuck. <laughs> they put on the same thing. They put on Chuck masks and they go on and they put on like voice changers and everything and they're like... Everyone needs to know about Chuck. Chuck, praise be to Chuck. He will bring us to salvation. It's so just heavily influenced by the occult. There's <laughs> candles around the news desk. You're like, what the fuck? I hate Chuck. Seeing this. I am on Mickey's side, actually. Yeah, now I want to be able to... If re- these are the two sides, I would never be I'm on the go re- side I'm of go Chuck. I'm going to get that fucking mouse's body. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Little do they know that they're causing everyone to be on Mickey's side. Yeah. You know what? I am going to go to the moon. It's Elon Musk. That's why he's going to Mars, to rebuild Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab his head from the ocean quick. I'm going to take a stop on the moon, grab his body. We're going to go to Mars. We're going to rebuild him. He's going to be better than ever. And then we'll send him back. I'll stay on Mars, because I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah. I'm not dealing with the mouse, but it's better than this. I have to imagine he's one of those guys where you save his life and then he kills you at the slightest inconvenience. Mickey or Elon Musk? Mickey. Okay. (laughs) Where it's like, you save him and he just, he's got no gratitude for it. He's like, obviously you saved me. Yeah. Right? It's like, this was your duty to save me. Do not cross me. He's got cheese to eat and people to kill. Because Elon Musk is also one of those guys where he saves you and now he feels like he's in control of you. Yeah. Thanks, Twitter. (laughs) Why would you let Mickey back on Twitter? (laughs) He's like, he's dead. The mouse is dead. Twitter's the one safe place for Mickey. Chuck is the only person ever to be banned on Twitter by Elon Musk. Hashtag the mouse is dead and that floods (laughs) Twitter the same day. Everyone's rejoicing. Yeah, I mean, I hate Chuck, but thank God yeah, the mouse Chuck is was dead. Bad, but I don't, I don't think you should have killed him. Chuck, I mean, he, he was the lesser of two evils. Hashtag fuck sure. Chuck was going on for a while. <laughs> One, because he couldn't get any pussy, and two, because he's annoying. There's a sympathetic. There was, the world there was some was real just... crossed signals yeah, there the, about the Chuck sympathizers. Do you do you think he's annoying? Yeah, everyone that hates Chuck, and then the Chuck sympathizers. It's like, like come I on, think, someone, someone, I, please. I think he just needs a pussy. <laughs> Chuck, he's married and has kids. <laughs> Not my family. They're fake. But his wife is a Mickey sympathizer. They don't. Oh, they don't agree on their politics. She's with Mickey. That's what it is. <laughs> 
they don't agree on their politics and it's a real strain on their marriage, but they stay together for their kids. What a classic. Tale as old as time. <laughs> We're turning into Walt Disney retelling old fairy tales. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to copyright. Like the boot and the shoe? That was basically just a boot and the shoe, but... Yeah, it's today. It, it's basically a boot and the shoe. Yeah, that classic one. Yeah, I mean, that was my favorite one growing up. Yeah, who could Yeah, who could forget? Coincidentally, I have, except for the name. Well, luckily, we just went over it. And the message, yeah. I mean, obviously, we took some liberties. Yeah. What is Deuteronomy? A book. Is it? Yeah. I don't know what that word just popped in my head, and I'm like, Colton might know what this it's a is. a book in the Bible. It is. What you're talking about. Once again, that's probably where the book in the shoe is from. Or the the boot in the shoe. The boot in the shoe. I don't know what the book in the shoe no, is. No, probably a story yet to be written for the Bible. One of my gospels. <laughs> you're got, instead it's of, a song. You've got Luke, Mark, Matthew, John, Deuteronomy, and book in the shoe. <laughs> you're like, I'm not putting my name on this. Yeah. Fuck that. If I put if I put Book of Noah, they're gonna think it's the other guy. <laughs> I don't want that. No, Puke. More like Book of Puke. Puke. There's a lot of books written by him. Let's let's move past that. Yeah, he's got enough fast. books. He doesn't need a fucking verse in the Bible. Yeah, we don't need to advertise for him. No. <laughs> you want to read a riddle? You want me to read a, a rhythmic riddle. riddle or a pond haiku? <laughs> well, which one? You pick. I think I know what I want. I'll read whichever one's on top. Okay, I'm guessing uh, a, a pondaiku. Oh, not huevos verdes con jamón. That was on top, but I won't read that. Um, the one on top is... Green eggs with ham. Is just the dictionary of puns. That's not what the book's titled. It's green eggs and ham, not green eggs with ham. Uh, between the two, though, pondaiku is the higher one. I'm the, I'm the sack. Okay. Duh. Okay, here's a here's a pun haiku by John S. Crosby, our favorite author and riddle enthusiast, haiku casualist, riddle enthusiast, as I like to call him. <laughs> a C H R something, whatever I said. Okay, e- I believe C H R E. I believe we are on the second pun haiku. You think? I believe so. We read the first one. The second one. Is so this uh, the pages are not numbered, but we are on page one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. In our youthful slacks, yeah, thoughts of love made us tense. Now old lotus, relax. Mm. How about a funny one? Well, these aren't supposed to be funny. Um, <laughs> fuck. Next, if you cannot keep, I like the a one tune. where I guess. I like the one where I do something. <laughs> <laughs> the riddles. You asked for pun haiku. <laughs> I thought they were way better. You can finish the one you started to not lead on the listeners. If you cannot keep a tune, you are headed for the choir's discord heap. (laughs) What? (laughs) If you cannot keep a tune, you are headed for the choir's discord heap. Of course. course. I don't want to keep a tune if it's Mickey Mouse. That's uh, <laughs> wow. That's page one. That's just a taste p- of the future <laughs> that awaits. There's, a, there's a lot of pages in here, Aww. so we can come back to this at some point. We've progressed so little in that book, and it makes sense. <laughs> we I read three Pondaikus in fifty episodes. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's Pondaikus. You want to do a riddle? Uh, yeah, I can do a riddle. I figured we can get some interaction between Gleep hosts. Let's get uh. 
Oh. Books fell. The Crosberry's Dictionary of Riddles. Yeah. We're on probably A riddle. We're probably past A or B. No, I think we are on A riddles. Oh, fuck. Uh, because we read we read Adam. We read the Adam riddles. Yeah. Uh, now we are on affection. Okay. Oh. When do boats become very affectionate? So the word actually, it should be affectionate, not affection, but uh, when do boats become very affectionate? You'll go, you'll get this. This is really easy. This is obvious, obviously. I don't know. Uh, when they hug the shore. God damn it. You know, that uh, as, good. as they do. Uh, I actually kind of like that. That's one. it for affection. I it. like how these riddles make me less mad than the haikus. <laughs> because they're actually good. Yeah, they're well, they're well done. I think the haikus are also fine. It's just they're harder to understand. Yeah. Maybe I'm reading them wrong. I don't know how to read a haiku properly, so... Maybe you could... I know you're busy with work, but you could <laughs> fucking try once <laughs> to learn how to read haikus. Yeah, yeah. Why would you put in any work? <laughs> Age! Okay. This is a thing we can both relate to, as we're both eight. We both have an age. Old. <laughs> yeah, we're both an amount of old, so we can both relate to this. Listeners, you old. might be able to relate to this. An amount of old sounds like an animal. What is that? Oh, it's just my pet an amount of old. Yeah. So, listeners, if you are an amount of old, you can probably relate to this. Or if you have a pet an amount of old, we have heard a lot about the age of Aquarius, haven't we? Haven't we heard a lot yeah, about 50 that? episodes we have. Yeah, we and I know we've talked a lot about the yeah. age of Aquarius. What is the age of Leo? We haven't talked about that one as much. I'm so lost. I know we've, we've talked about the age of Aquarius a Maybe lot. Maybe if I look up literally what the age of Aquarius is. Hopefully that doesn't give it away. Hopefully it doesn't link directly to this <laughs> pun. <laughs> it's the or only, this riddle. It's the only riddle that's, that's ever of... used this term. Aquarius. Age of Aquarius lasts 2160 years. How old? Lions? Uh, can you age a lion? Age uh, of Leo. Uh, three letters, four syllables. You should be able to get this one. It's pretty obvious. Really? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I was going to say three because there's three letters. That's where my mind's at. Okay. Uh, we have heard a lot about the age of Aquarius. What is the age of Leo? 17 on his last birthday. <laughs> Is that really yeah, it? It's just yeah, a that's person? What, yeah, that's yeah. what it says. I thought that too. I'm like, well, it's going to be an anti-joke more than a riddle. How are you supposed to guess exactly that he's 17? Everybody I know is named 17. Every, every Leo that I know is named 17. 17. <laughs> every Leo I know is 17. Yeah, exactly. Why is it... Oh, sorry. <laughs> what type of... Is this another Aquarius age pun riddle? No, I said why is it, but that's, I misread. It's a why is it's, it riddle. No, it's not, actually. I missed... I misspoke, and I'd appreciate it if we didn't sit on this what, too long. What subtype of riddle is this? Still an age one? Why is A? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's, yes, it's an age riddle. Okay. You, you love the age riddles. They're great. This is a why is A joke. I misread. That was a difficult word. <laughs> why is a dilapidated house like old age? Because it's falling apart and ready to be torn down. Uh, very it should close. should be burned. Very close. Um, because its gate is feeble and its locks are few. You get it? Yeah. Nobody's ever guessing that. 
But that's pretty. That's, that's pretty, pretty funny. Good. Yeah, like it's that. well done. As a, as a yeah, craft no one's, and riddle, no one's ever gonna know all of the these answer aren't to bad. that. Yeah, they're all pretty well written. Okay, this is another Adam joke. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know there was two. Yeah, they're in two different spots for some reason. Adam and then Atom. Correct. Got it. At what age? Cork. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let me finish maybe next time. (laughs) At what age should a man marry? It's got to be about, like, opposites attracting, right? Nope. It is not that, and I probably know this word. (laughs) <laughs> no, what? At the parsonage. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? You, pro- you probably know that one, and it has the word age in it. The parsonage? Parsonage definition. Here's the definition of parsonage, a church house provided for a member of the clergy. You have to be, you can't be mar- provided for a member of the clergy. What if I'm not in the clergy? Then I can't. Then you're not a man. But then you can't. <sighs> That's it for the age jokes. Good. Those ones suck. Rude. Those ones are difficult and British. I'm sorry. It's okay. You want to keep going? Yeah, I need I need to get one kind of close to right. Okay. Uh, airplanes. 9-11. Correct. It's <laughs> <laughs> written in like 1974. <laughs> that is correct. correct. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> you guys. What is the airplane? Did anyone even care about 9-11 before it happened? I don't think so. It doesn't seem like it. But then one plane, two planes, three planes hit the towers. And one hit a field. And one hit a field. Well, the Pentagon's not a tower and that was a missile. And all of a sudden we care. Three... (laughs) (laughs) That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Airplanes, the second riddle, because you got the first one. You nailed the first one right to the cross. Thanks. Why is an airplane that has plowed into the earth... (laughs) <laughs> oh, no, I did know about it. What's that thing called? Those Jesus wounds that you know that I don't? <laughs> Stigmata. Fuck you. I do know it. Oh, then why did you me? ask me? I didn't know it until then. Okay. Well, I'm glad I could teach you something at some point. Thanks. Yeah. Why is an airplane that is plowed into the <laughs> earth... This isn't... Fu- I haven't gotten to the good part yet. <laughs> Uh, are you ready? Uh, Maybe you stop laughing. There's nothing funny about that sentence. It's as if you could ever concoct a riddle to where the starting line is. Why is an airplane that is plowed into the earth? <laughs> plowed is such a descriptive word that it's hard to interpret it in a different way. <laughs> Oh, okay, I'm good. Sorry. Why is an airplane that is plowed into the air? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Also, it's almost Plow Monday. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, Earth, by the way, is not capitalized, which is incorrect. Son of a bitch. Why is an airplane that is plowed into the earth like an airplane that is plowed into a building? Nine <laughs> eleven. That is correct. <laughs> All right, next one. <laughs> when should you refuse to get on an airplane? If you haven't taken your shoes off. If it's terrorist if is it's in, the, in answer, the air, then you're already on it, you dummy. <laughs> when you get on an airplane? I said terrorist is in the answer. There's no way terrorist is in the January 9th we missed Plow Monday. Fuck. Idiot. Pod over. <laughs> Canceled. Fuck it. What's the point? Um fuck. <laughs> I was going to do so much digging on Plow Monday. 
With my plane? <laughs> so what is it? When should you never get on when an airplane? When should you refuse to get on an airplane? I mean, there's so many literal. When it's underwater, uh, if it's on fire. That would be pro- yeah, I mean, that's a- that's not the answer, but I would accept that as a proper answer. If it's- I would not get on an airplane if it was on fire. If, um, it's a biplane? <laughs> it's hard to say goodbye, plane. Um, I'm not sure. When it's listed time of arrival is followed by a question mark. There's no way. No, that's what it says. There's no fucking way. Why, how would I? That's not I something know you I wouldn't could make, make up. that up. But that's not. They're all so good, and then he's like, "Hey, this one will slap." Okay, this one's Fuck. similar to the, this one's similar to the first one, but it is different. Okay. Um. So the answer is not 9/11. <laughs> I will say that right now. When that it's not. When it's time of arrival, there's <laughs> a picture of two buildings. No, not. It's similar to the first airplane one. Okay. Why is an airplane that is plowed into the earth? <laughs> I thought we were past this. <laughs> there's, there's the first riddle that starts like this. And then the second one is completely different. And then the third one starts exactly like the first one. And for some reason, they're in this order. Yeah, it was a, it was a palate cleanser after the tragedy that is 9-11. Okay. <laughs> what is... Uh, why is it... Okay, uh, are you ready? Why is... <coughs> Why is an airplane that is <laughs> Sorry, why is an air Okay, why is an airplane Okay. Alright. It's a tragedy, you puss! What, <laughs> what would you call it? Was it? A, it was an air traffic control mistake! <laughs> and you don't think that's a tragedy? No! Stub my toe tragedy! An airline incident? Well, it's definitely I not- I call it- I call it an AI! If we're talking in Shakespearean, I it's call definitely it not a comedy. I call it an AAI. Why? Annoying airline incident. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> Alcohol! But no, what was the other 9-11 riddle? It's not a 9-11 riddle. There's, it's an unrelated, but airplane plowed into the earth. Yes. Okay, fine, you can read it. Why oh. is an airplane that is plowed into the earth- <laughs> Bitch, as you look. Okay, like a successful land speculator. <laughs> I have no clue. Because both have taken a flyer in real estate. Okay, it is another 9/11 joke. I got you on that one. You said there was an alcohol one. There's an alcohol one. Classic Britain. The answer is not I your mom. Okay. <laughs> As much as you would think the answer yeah. is. Why did the consumption of alcohol decline in Germany near the end of the Second World War? This is a history fact. <laughs> like, it's a quiz now. Because they killed off all the drunken mathematicians. The people weren't <laughs> sure whether they could afford another juggernaut. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty That's good. A, I like that one. Nobody uses the word jug anymore. We can do another one. Oh my god. Might as well finish the alcohol riddles. Uh, there's only one alcohol riddle. What's the next one? Is there one of the next one? Yep. Okay, let's do that one. Okay, it is Alders. Oh, fuck. That's my maternal, paternal, great-grandma's last maiden name. That's very specific. Thank you. I think. Thank you for that How tidbit. do you spell it? 
Tad? Uh, A-L-D-E-R-S. Different. You flipped the D and the L. I lied. Why is the older <laughs> tree so popular? Why is the older tree so popular? That's correct. Why is the older oh, tree so popular? Fuck if I know. Stop asking questions like that. <sighs> I thought we were past the walnut ones. And that is oak me in the trunk or whatever that fucking <laughs> yeah. punchline was. I'd... Yeah, what did the what did the acorn say to the walnut? Oak me in the trunk. <laughs> That's my favorite riddle. Gore. <laughs> Fuck. That's it. We're done. No book today. We can book. Uh, we're gonna book today. Might as well. Might as well sign off. This is a unaccustomed as I am the speech maker's story. Thank God. <laughs> it's on page. Oh, this isn't another long story, <laughs> no. as always. It's about a paragraph and a half. A, a paragraph. A paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> 385 for our readers with a tome. So for our readers digest. Readers eating. Our knowledge our- of the book. If you're digesting this with your ears, if someone's raping your ears, let us know. <laughs> it's an anagram. That's what he says when he's gonna come. <laughs> He's gonna have an anaphylactic cock. Who's Anna Graham? (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) He's just a horny boy. And the girl he has a crush on is named Anna Graham. Anna Graham! And every time he sees jumbled up letters, she's nude. If he can figure out what it means. (laughs) It's one of of those, like, slidey puzzles or (laughs) whatever. When you solve it, there's a hot babe on the other end. Classic. Unaccustomed as I am, the speechmakers, and this is the illustration for Colton, really. That's the speechmakers, presumably. Oh, okay. There's old men, I guess, at a, at a dinner party. This guy doesn't Thanks. seem very happy. That guy seems like he has uh, a bit too much to drink. He's <laughs> definitely had a jug or not. <laughs> the wittiest Toastmaster I have ever heard was without a doubt Clarence Buddington Kelland. I wonder if the Toastmaster knows Master Kim. <laughs> <laughs> See how he makes toast. <laughs> After I fuck this loaf, it'll be perfect. I am the master of my own toast man. That, if funny enough, Donut Master is even hotter because he fucks it in hot oil to make the donut holes. <laughs> <laughs> An excellent example of his. Oh no. He produces his own hot oil. Sorry, continue. Inimitable. 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 Sounds right. It's a hard word to say. There's too many eyes. Say it again. Inimitable. There you go. An excellent example of his inimitable style may be found in this chapter. Oh, it's a chapter of reading. I can add another. <laughs> An excellent example of his inimitable. Inimitable. An excellent example of his inimitable style may be found in this chapter. I can add another. That's a full sentence. <laughs> At one of the Dutch treats, which at one of the Dutch treat clubs weekly luncheons, with Bud presiding, the scheduled speaker was then president of Columbia. Next page, University, the formidable and famous Dr. Nicholas Murray Butler. Oh, classic! <laughs> In this podcast household name, I'd say. There were few matters on which Nicholas Butler. Nicholas Miraculous, as his detractors called him, did not have decided opinions. Kellen introduced him thus. Friends for years, hundreds, perhaps thousands of institutions, societies, and organizations all over the country have been beseeching Dr. Butler to address them. With, I may add, remarkable success. There are lots of stories, and then parentheses, see briefly speaking below, about short witty speeches. The classic one is about H.G. Wells who, on being introduced, 
was received with a tumultuous ovation. When it ceased, he said in his thin, piping voice, Ladies and gentlemen, your reception leaves me speechless, and sat down. And now I have to find that fucking shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> that briefly speaking one. <laughs> briefly speaking below, listeners, he lied to us. The fuck are they talking about? I want to say this book. <gasps> briefly speaking, it's, it's not below, it's... Like, fucking three pages away. Two and a half. <laughs> well, there's, like, jokes in between. So on page 389, I just... Lord Thistlebottom. <laughs> I mean, come the fuck on. I guess I'll read one of the first briefly speaking puns. I'll read two of them, because then the other ones are on the other page. Page 389. The first... I guess we can read those next time or something? Yeah. Okay. First briefly speaking pun. Riddle, treasury humor story jokes. Not a riddle. At haiku. All. Haiku. I doubt it. It's custom that. haiku. Maybe fucking pay attention. It's a custom haiku. <laughs> what does that There's mean? There's an unlimited amount of syllables and an unlimited amount of lines. <laughs> it's custom haiku. Classic Japanese custom haiku. <laughs> a curmudgeon. This is a story. <laughs> <laughs> a curmudgeon in British publish publishing finally decided to retire at age 70. He was given the usual dinner, associates joyous at the prospect of his leaving, vied in elaborate praise. When the time came to respond, the old gentleman got up and said, I had no idea I was held in such high esteem. I shall stay on. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Next, second, briefly speaking, custom haiku. I have discontinued long talks on the account of my throat, the speaker remarked. Several people have threatened to cut it. <laughs> I like that. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Oh. And we're, and we're done, correct? We're done? No, I have to read the Lord Thistlebottom one. And then three briefly speaking jokes this time. And then we'll read three briefly speaking jokes. Okay. The next. Last briefly speaking joke. About Lord Thistlebottom. Of this pod. At an annual meeting of a sociological society, the Toastmaster said, We are now coming to the evening's principal event. We have persuaded Lord Thistlebottom, a distinguished sociologist, to address us. He's going to talk to us on the subject of sex. I am sure Lord- Oh, so they are coming to the event. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hard not to come when he's got a thistly bottom. <laughs> That's why he's named I'm that. sure I speak to at least every heterosexual male out there. When saying that if a girl has a nice thistly bottom, you're gonna come to the event. Well, and I'm sure you're speaking to every homosexual male out there when you say if a guy has a thistly bottom. Fair enough. I, I would say <laughs> you're that, gonna that come that to trait the event. Would transcend, <laughs> yeah, sex. Uh, just men really like thistly bottoms. Don't humans do? It brings us together as a race. Oh, women love it too. Even women. <laughs> Even those humans, humans and, and women, women have this in common. <laughs> I am sure Lord Thistlebottom will not thank me rude if I suggest that we have had many speakers and the hour is getting late. Perhaps he would be willing to make his remarks briefer than usual. I now give you Lord Thistlebottom. Lord Thistlebottom stood up and cleared his throat. Sex! Ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's pretty good. Shortened to the point. And now we have... He does have a thistly bottom. That story was brief, just like my sex life. <laughs> Find out next week what the other briefly speaking jokes are on Two Gleeps. Dun dun. Law and order. <laughs> Analyze. That's what girls do when they try to find my cock. <laughs> enhance. enhance. <laughs> Zoom and enhance. Yeah, why is it pixelated and small? <laughs>
I'm not seeing anything. Oh, we got to send this to the feds. We don't have the right kind of equipment here. <laughs> based on that guy, based on the killer's pants, I can tell he has a real thistly bottom. <laughs> you didn't tell We've me how to a microscope him. to find your penis. <laughs> I would have brought my phone with a hundred times zoom. <laughs> Maybe then I could have seen it. Now I understand why you described your cock as telescopic. <laughs> I thought it meant it was big, but I understand it now more clear. Hey, you want to go back to my place? You know, I, I got can, something in my pants that's telescopic. I can dangle my balls in front of a telescope. <laughs> <laughs> I can do shadow puppets on the wall with my balls. If I dangle my balls in front of a telescope, not to brag, but you might be able to see them. <laughs> There's a there's a lunar eclipse of my balls on the moon tonight. If you want to, hopefully there's going to be two meteors crashing into Uranus.